0: I'm not crying, you're crying. Shut up. Hey there, Ruby fans. Welcome to another episode of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Volume 5, Chapters 5 and 6, Necessary Sacrifice, and Known by its song. Stay tuned. You're
1: tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion,
0: AfterBuzz
1: TV. And now, let the buzz begin.
0: Hi. I'm not crying it's fine i just have lots of tears in my eyes unrelated to this situation it's fine
1: i don't believe you
0: Uh, no don't call me out on my blatant (laughs) lies it'll just
2: make me cry more we literally have a video of us crying on my youtube channel Uh, like that went up
0: today
1: just one
0: Most recently, there you go. Well, anyway, hey, Rooster Teeth fans, uh, welcome back to the Ruby After Show. We're doing a double feature tonight, like we used to back way, way back when. Last when episodes season. were five minutes apiece. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, apologies in advance. We are going to have to th- zoom through some of this because um, because of the break last time. But, guys, let's not waste any more time. Let me introduce my fantastic panel to my left, Mark Donica.
1: Hi, I'm the uh, photoshopped remains of Mark Donica. It just, it, feel, it looks like I'm photoshopped behind this desk. The CNN hologram I'm, Mark I'm Donica. I'm really short, uh, like I'm short in the chair, so like having my arms up is like a kid at the adults table. Like, I don't know, it's weird. So I'm just gonna be uh, weird, my arms are gonna be weirdly under the table. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mark also, thank you to everybody who joined us at Inventory Full PT on Twitch last week. Uh, we streamed Ruby Grim Eclipse the first part of it and probably when we're gone for a Christmas break we'll do the second part of it so you yeah, yeah. Yay! So, in in case you missed it, if you want to see some fun uh, hijinks uh, with Megan, myself, and freaking contributor Stacey Shuttleworth, make sure you go to inventory full PT. Uh, it's in the highlights. We saved the whole thing, so go check it out. There is some Ruby talk, but it's usually a lot of. There's a lot of grim here. So, and
0: my computer froze. <laughs> yes, oh, we lost Megan. <laughs> I was in Colorado at the time. Yeah, good. It's so. fun. <laughs> Speaking of, to marks left. The
2: lovely Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. I may or may not actually be here. You'll never know. You can follow me follow me all over the social medias at KIAXET, that is K-I-A-X-E-T,
0: and to my roundabout lift. I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the TheManguin, that's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Um, guys, be sure to follow Patrick at P to the Ds on Twitter and Stacy at Stacy Shuttles. Uh, we are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag RWBYABTV, not the other way around, <laughs> just so you guys know. Uh, and Katie's got you guys covered on the live chat. Uh, guys... I know that there's a lot to unpack with these two episodes. These two episodes were very, very exposition heavy. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and say, let's go ahead and just start with Menagerie and kind of break down what what happened at Menagerie. Are we at all surprised that Blake and Sons Endeavor wasn't super successful? No. We have a clipboard. (laughs) Please sign up to fight a
2: war that isn't yours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, having done the job with the clipboard before, that's that's never fun. That's never fun.
1: Yeah. Well, even if you're out in public and you see people with really good causes, what, no matter if, it, if it's something that, that you're invested in personally or not, like like the old Greenpeace or, or what have you, it's there's just one thing that they say or one way that they say it is like, oh, this is a bad decision. Yeah. This is a bad idea. You're not. I understand what you're doing and I support it, but I can't support it more than just saying that i support it.
0: Yeah. There uh there are a lot of like i do not envy a lot of canvassers and i had a i had a friend who was a canvasser as one of her part-time jobs in college and that is taxing. Mm. Uh like even just doing like charity bake sales um that i've done in the past i'm like oh man it's exhausting trying to get people's attention, to get them to buy goods to go to a good cause. Even that's exhausting. I can't imagine what it's like trying to get people, to recruit people, essentially, to do a potentially violent protest. That, a militia.
1: They're trying to make a militia that's a
0: little rough. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. And again, these are a whole bunch of people, like Blake says, that came here to get away from all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was really insightful getting to see... Um, a different side of Menagerie because we've been at like marketplaces a little bit before, but we haven't really gotten to know the people of Menagerie outside of that kind of little press conference that we got to see. So that was kind of a that was kind of cool um, for me, a personal highlight. Kind of getting to see the side of Menagerie was getting to see a few different types of faunus, and we'll talk about one um, a little bit that later. Guy, <laughs> but guys. There are swimming and flying faunus mm-hmm. types. Murph-aunas. That is so cool. Yeah.
1: If My Little Pony has taught us anything, you can make a creature out of anything. That's yep. the one thing. That and it then you us.
0: can make a toy out of it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Marketing.
1: Yep. Speaking of toys, yep. anybody see the new? Well, we won't talk about it a lot, but there's a new Ruby Chibi short that, if you, in case you missed it, you should go check it out. I haven't
0: watched it it's not really yet. I'm so
2: excited.
1: It's an ad, but Our it's really fun. recording
2: schedule has been interesting. Mm. I it's a,
1: it's literally a commercial. So <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily an episode of Ruby Chibi as much as it is a commercial, but it's still they count it as an episode of Ruby Chibi.
0: You know what? I'll yeah. take it. Mm. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, watch
1: it before you say that.
0: <laughs> something it's, something it's, Nora discovers coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part two, essentially, it's part two of that episode.
0: Oh goodness! Wow. Yeah. that sounds fantastic. So okay, let's let's talk about this. So yeah, their their sort of attempt to recruit people to this cause. Is not in any way successful, but one thing that we do get is some really great character development between Son and Blake. Uh, Mark, let's go ahead and start with you. What did you think of this exchange that they had? Because I found it to be exceedingly endearing.
1: Oh, very endearing. It's it's a lot of classic Sun. It's the way that we got to know Sun back in season two. Uh, season one, season two, yeah. God, it's this has been a long show. <laughs> not not really long, but long. Um, but this is, it's less of the... It, it's the same character, but as of late, it seems like we've been seeing a lot of the... Uh, the sillier side. And while it has there has been a heart behind it, it's just been it's it's less goofy and more endearing and and it, this is a wonderful performance both for the character and for the actor. I I liked the scene.
2: It's it's nice to move away from comic relief for son even though he's really good at it. And the kind of meet the parents thing that he's got going on with Gira is just a thing of wonder and glory. But I really appreciated this, and I loved the bit of the conversation about have you ever met someone and they just embody a word for you? Because mm-hmm. I am an English major and a words person, and I adore that sort of thing. And categorizing Adam as spite is just perfect.
0: Yeah, I feel like that is an excellent word to describe him. Do you guys think that earnest is a good word for son? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you guys have... If you could pick different words that are air appropriate for for Adam and Son, what would you pick? No, you're asking me to think.
1: <laughs> that's more than one word.
0: And air
2: appropriate is also the problem mm.
0: when we get to Adam. I can think of a few words for Adam, but none of them are air There's appropriate. There's
1: one that's air appropriate. Mm. Uh, it reminds me of, of a jack mule. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, uh, so I'll say that. Uh, and and for son, just useless no, i'm
0: kidding um hot, hot that's,
1: yeah. i decided to go with the one uh, yeah because it's it's menagerie everybody's hot uh hey
0: you're not wrong
2: yeah
1: um but yeah i, I would say I, I think Ernest fits in pretty well
2: <laughs> yeah and for adam i was initially thinking rage and then when she said spite it's like nope that's better now you a- can accomplish things out of spite but it should not mm. be your be all and end all
0: Now here's a question. Blake assigned word uh, one word descriptions to to her team. What word do you think describes Blake? Passionate.
1: Passion's good. Um, Oh, it just it was was so fleeting. Um, No, let's go with that. Kitty wins.
0: (laughs) I'm. I feel like. When she's at her lowest, I feel like remorse is is a word that I would attribute to her, but for the most part, I like after this whole conversation, I go with the word she originally attributed to Adam, which is justice. Mm. I feel like justice burns in her soul) <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she's gonna have like a great say a man esque costume where she gets all ginyu forcy and yeah. Oh no, I don't believe it.
0: God. Uh, <laughs> may, she might very well have a speech prepared for Ilya though.
2: Okay, but Team Ruby is a Sentai squad. Sure. <laughs> like, sign me up. Yeah. Just sign me I up. Would Make watch that a that Ruby TV short. I don't even care. I need it.
1: Jean, uh, Jean's the dork tech guy who's it's like the the uh, Alpha 9 or Alpha 5. Oh. I can never remember. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Yeah, that one.
0: <laughs> I feel like he was 9 at one point, and I feel like they're different models. Several
1: iterations yeah. of the same I Alpha. I think Alpha
0: 5 was the first one. Though. He was. The OG. Uh, Invader Zim, yeah. <laughs> Um, But talking about this, um, it's the relationship between Son and Blake that has basically made it so that Blake is not willing to give up on Lady Elia. Um, let's, uh, Katie. Do you think that's a fruitless endeavor?
2: I don't think so, especially given what we saw a little later in the episode. Like, I think there's still some part of Elia that's like, no, I don't really want to give up this friendship. No, she still means something to me. And then we're going to see that tested something awful. So, Mark,
1: hmm. um, I I think there's a chance to save everybody. Really, I think there whether how no matter how deep you will have to go for that sometimes oh, this, this is really <laughs> dark when it comes to a show like this and, and a type of story like this that involves war sometimes the way to save somebody is to end them so when it comes Whoa. to so, so but when, that's that <laughs> i say save that you from
0: yourself <laughs> i'm gonna
1: say that when it come when it comes to somebody like adam when it comes to elia she hasn't she hasn't. She's not past the point of no return. She's still. She still has. La- See, look. It look weird, and my arms are just extending. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, she. What happened? Nothing. Who, something. Who, who something, unrelated, something unrelated. Something unrelated. <laughs> Ma- Malachroma. Uh, uh, go go Power Ranger. R N J R. Very nice. R J R E O. But uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think Ilya's be a past saving. I think she still has a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like. It's it's weird to say I don't feel like anybody is beyond redemption, but there's a choice there. And mm. Adam, I don't think, would ever make... The choice to be redeemed, or he's just so far in his delusion that he does—he feels like he's genuine. There's there.
1: no redemption. Yeah. Adam, for Adam, there's no there's no redemption. The best—the best villains he don't think that wronged. they're villains. Yeah, yeah. He's the hero of his story.
0: He has been wronged, and the rest of the world needs to burn in retribution. Sure. You know who he reminds
2: me of? And this is kind of crossing the Rooster Teeth streams a little bit, but uh, Sharkface.
0: Interface. A little Ooh, bit wow. in terms, <laughs> in terms of just like that. Uh, the you know, I I was wronged and everyone else needs to pay. Hmm. Yeah, Cro-
1: and and again, crossing the streams. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Space Kid. What? i got
0: explain we're that some trouble with our Mark feed right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the hologram is on the fritz. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's, talk space let's dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into that. This is the we're going di- to do some a deep dive into camp camp now. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but talking about Adam and Lady Elia, we do get this mm-hmm. scene with Corsican and Fennec um, having just received a message from Adam and basically imparting this knowledge onto Elia of like, hey good news some good news adam totally wants blake alive isn't that so great also yeah um murder her family while you're at it other people not as much but blake is coming alive that's gonna be great this is some full-on
2: the greater good stuff here and this They scare me about as much as Adam scares me, but in very different reasons. Adam is the guy who would tie you to a chair and set the room on fire. These two would just poison you while having a nice conversation with you and watch you suffocate. Like, two very different ways of accomplishing murder, but you are just as dead.
1: I don't think they're entirely ready. I don't think they're they mustache twirlers quite yet. No, I think but they're, they're I, snakes. I think that they're very much um, they still much like Adam hasn't has way past and, and is right in his own mind, there's no redemption that he needs. I think that Corsic and Fennec, they're still looking for that redemption and they're they're willing to do anything for it, but they're they're still trying to do the Po- they still think that they're doing positive they're not quite yeah. as far down as, as Adam I think once the war starts to break out that they or if a war starts to break out that they will immediately put their tail between their legs like we didn't mean for all of this to happen it was
2: for the greater good of the fun it's just See, like and that I disagree completely mm-hmm. Like and for those of you going they're foxes I know they're foxes we're talking metaphorical snakes what does the fox um, say awful awful things evidently <laughs> But I think if, if Adam is the Joffrey of this series, then these two are the little finger. They are the schemers. They oh. are the manipulators. They are the string pullers behind the throne. They know exactly what they're doing, and they will regret. Nothing. Uh, we they, got
1: a, a reaction image already. If you go to RWBYABTV, thank you Malachroma. and this is fine.
2: This is fine from,
1: from Fennec. With, yeah. I mean, having having the ears go
0: down oh, too that's was amazing. A, yeah. was extra.
2: That's pretty great. I I do think they know exactly what they're doing, and they're talking like Adam is a stopgap until they can find someone else, which he is. Yeah. But they absolutely sanctioned this murder, and they are down for whatever. Mm-hmm. And they say it's for the greater good, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just wanna keep someone in their control and run the show behind the throne.
1: Sorry, that just made me think in their dating profile they put down for whatever.
2: Um But I, I, I DFW, Dallas I, Fort Worth. I see Hi. that
1: I see that as what well. I, I definitely see that and and I understand that. Um, if like the the thing that, that got me thinking the way that I did was the way that after Ilya leaves and after everything leaves, when they're when they're back on with Adam and he's just like Dad sent me to my room early. I'm just totally steamed. And and he's freaking out. And they're like. Uh. And then he goes,
2: I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So so he does uh the way that they react to him is is just like put trying to put uh a cover on the pot that that's starting to boil over. Um so yeah, I, I, I think that there are definitely some things along Adam's way that they're willing to do and others that they're not. I, w- I wonder if they know that Ilya can't do it. Mm. I, or, or they think that Ilya won't be able to do it and they're going to use that as a way to go, Adam Taurus was wrong, or whatever. They're like, or if this is way. a
0: test of her loyalty.
1: Sure, either way.
0: I, I feel like my big takeaway from this is that Ilya did know about Sienna Khan. That that first and foremost, mm-hmm. she did know. Um, if there was any question about that, that is out the window. Um, second of all, I kind of agree with your guys' assessment that they kind of view Adam more as a means to an end. Yeah. Because when when there there's the question of like, do we really think he's qualified? It's like for now, mm-hmm. Adam is very much, as far as I can tell, from their perspective, a for now plan looking at these two i'm guessing and maybe i'm wrong in making this assumption but i'm guessing they are hedging their bets i mean they might be tied in more with salem than than we're aware
2: that is possible Hmm.
0: i uh, again maybe it's maybe that's just an assumption on my part but the other thing is too i think to to your point i think uh, about whether or not they think Ilya can do it, that I, I agree, I feel like if it was just within her hands, they know that she can't murder Blake's family and that's why they very much insisted don't worry we have our brothers and sisters there to help you isn't that gonna be so great so it's, it's both, gonna be a mess. it's murder. both testing her loyalty but also very much a power play of like if you don't there are gonna be other people there who will and they might end you too so hmm. I don't know but yeah uh talking about this flying bonus. Oh my gosh, guys, he had, like, demon wings. Uh, That's cool. Yuma? Yeah. He was a bat
1: faunus, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, Team Four Star guys are just doing all sorts of voices for, for Ruby, um this season and last season, and I am just adoring it. We'll get to more of that. But the bad news about finding out about this Flying Faunus, as cool as that is, is that Gira's messenger is now super dead. And we also find out that word about Sienna Khan's death hasn't necessarily reached everybody yet, and they want to prevent that information from getting to Menagerie for as long as they can. Mm -hmm. Now, again, maybe this is delving a little bit too much into predictions, but do we think... Members of Blake's family are going to be killed um, before the season's out.
2: It's possible, and the thought just makes <clears throat> me so sad.
1: The only swerve that I can imagine them doing, with, with well, the only I have an unimaginable swerve. Something that I, that I don't think will happen, but one that they could do that would just shock the world is Sun saving Gira's life at the cost of his own Ooh. now i don't think they'll do that but i think that's possible Ooh. to show and i think that would do more for the menagerie cause than if gira dies and, and yeah it, it would it would make blake that much more of of a uh, of a what's the word i'm looking for um Tra- tragic character. Ah. Uh, and and I not to say that the death of, of either of her parents wouldn't make her a tragic character as well. But I yeah, I, I think that having Gira lead the charge is important, but it would also make sense hey, this is the next generation of the phonics ha faunus, have have uh, uh, Blake and son lead it. But that's the that's the only thing I can see apart from somebody clearly dying. Okay.
0: There's uh we still got a lot to yeah. yeah. go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and we not have a lot of
2: time in which to do it. Let's
0: go ahead and leave Menagerie and move on over to Oscar's training um, because he had this incredible scene with Ruby um, where she basically finally, uh, both of them kind of break. I don't want to say break down emotionally, but he has an emotional outburst and she actually gets a moment to kind of decompress and actually explain her feelings because. We, ever since the end of volume three, she hasn't really had the chance to express her feelings much out loud to anybody outside of a letter she wrote to Yang. So, uh, (laughs) initial, we actually have, um, a a person on Twitter. I'm gonna look at the name, um, Miraculous Corazon. (laughs) Yeah, Miraculous Corazon. Uh, sent us a Tumblr theory about whether or not. Um, Oscar actually did that intentionally to see how Ruby would react like he wasn't actually angry with her or if he is scared he's downplaying it Uh, but just to see what keeps her going.
2: It was a well put together theory but I'm not entirely certain that I buy it just because this is something people do aside from his conversations with Ozpin we haven't gotten any letters from Oscar we haven't gotten his internal monologue as blatantly as we've gotten some other characters so it's entirely possible that he's been sitting on this for a while and it's only just now when Ruby you know says combat ready obviously has this moment of oh oh, yeah we screamed there were noises obviously has this moment where it hurts her and then keeps trying to push on and that is the straw that breaks the camel's back for Oscar just like how do you do this how do you function how do you work?
1: What if it was an Oscar?
0: Oh! <laughs> I know, right?
1: What if it was Ozpin?
0: I That thought crossed my but mind.
2: We usually get the voice thing when that happens.
1: And he knows that they know that they usually get the voice thing. We've we've talked before on the show about Ozpin taking control when he wants, and and yeah. not to not to say that it would you know that proves that he's an evil character blah 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 whatever. But, but he definitely needs to be in control of a situation if he if these kids are going to f- fight a war for him because uh, so far as we as we'll find out um, we don't have anybody else other than these kids. Uh, he needs to know that they're going to be ready and that that's one way or another. That does take away a nice moment that we get with Oscar and Ruby. But if we get a later reveal of, hey, uh, hey, remember that talk we had? No. <laughs> but
2: that would, have cha- that would have been... The conversation with Ospin after the conversation with Ruby would have been very different mm-hmm. were that the case had Oscar not initiated it, had Oscar not been present for that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that little bit would have been
0: very different. Okay. The um I I could see it going both of those ways. Uh, honestly, I see all three being a possibility, yeah. of it just being an emotional, you know, outburst or, you know, or it could very well have been an intentional move on Oscar's part because he and he and Ospen are very like-minded, or I could also see um, Ospin trying to make a point to Oscar, because we don't necessarily get all of their internal dialogues. It could have been him trying to make a point to Oscar and taking control of the wheel for a little bit. So it could be any one of those things. But uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's Ruby's desire to help people that keeps her moving forward. And and you know in memory of her friends and ah uh, when she said to keep moving forward i may have cried a little it's fine oh, that was rough mm-hmm. that was rough but mm-hmm. i think again kind of tied uh, tied in with the theme of this entire season as a whole you know volume 4 was all about loss Volume 5 is learning how to move on in spite of that loss. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the real life story of the studio is very much tied in with that. Oh, absolutely. So, that was beautiful and heart-wrenching, but also, I think the characters needed it. Oh, Um, yeah. So, yeah, do we have any final comments on on that particular interaction before we move on over to the bandits? I cried.
2: (laughs) Murder. (laughs) Murder. (laughs) <laughs> yes, let's continue with the murder. There was a lot of murder in these episodes, or at least talk about it.
0: <laughs> you know me. I always love talking about murder. Planned um, murder.
1: So... <laughs> I'm learning a lot tonight.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about, um, I guess, a long overdue conversation with the mom of the year. Oh, my uh... God. This woman. I... <sighs>
2: it's very hard to put a character in front of me where I immediately go, wow, I hate literally everything about you. But they've accomplished that with Raven because wow. Wow.
1: Yeah, I I oh. think there'll be more to talk about next week.
2: <laughs> Neither of us have seen it yet.
1: Yeah, I think there'll be yeah. more to talk about next week. I'm sure uh, there will. But I, from, from the way that All of the characters and all of the the situations have been presented to us so far... Of course, there's gonna be there's gonna be some stuff that we haven't been told, and it's a great story and character thing to go. Well, they haven't told you the whole story. <laughs> Sorry, that's my Raven. That's where <laughs> Raven. It's not that great. My apologies. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> Sounds uncanny, <But>, um,
0: like
1: <laughs> Just like Anna Hallam. Um, uh, that's what happened when I met her. At I, I said, going to meet you," and she went, "Oh my God, did you?" I know I voice Raven, but did you do any like pickups? Um, but uh, she did
2: such a good job, though. Yeah, no, oh, yeah
1: she's the, the, excellent. All all of this is. Is really fantastic and and it left it leaves us all wondering. Well, how much haven't they been told? And and uh so much. Yang Yang seems so defiant in in knowing what she knows uh, and in in all of it, knowing who Raven is and the type of person that she is and the type of mom that she's been. Mm-hmm. I or think or hasn't been, or hasn't been uh, at the lack thereof. Ha- It makes sense to how Yang has been reacting. It makes sense. And uh, I think it was uh, also a look into Weiss's relationship with her mother because we don't know it, but we can only tell from how she reacts to this stuff.
0: Yeah, I think I think just looking at the way Weiss reacts to things, it says a lot about her relationship with her mom and a lot about her relationship with her sister, too. Um, tears, it's fine. Um, but my big question here is how much of this is Raven trying to be manipulative? Because we've seen she does have. Ugh, I hate her, but you you can definitely you know of I hate her. You know oh, yeah. she has her reasons. Not necessarily good reasons, but you know she has her reasons. And she's right. A lot of the truth has been conveniently left out for these girls. Um, you know, whether or not Ruby and Yang actually managed to pry is one is another thing, too. Like, it could be that, you know, Ty and Crow never mentioned anything because they didn't ask. But I feel like they probably asked some stuff. Mm-hmm. But- well, and this is also something that
2: you don't want to throw on the backs of fifteen and eighteen year olds. Like you're still a kid. You're just barely an adult. None of you are full fledged huntsmen or huntresses yet. Like, can we chill? They can haven't Can we ex- chill a little bit?
1: Sorry. They they haven't experienced enough to believe what could happen in front of their eyes. That's yeah. why the talk last season about the brothers and about magic and about yeah. the sorcerer and the maidens and all that. That's where are like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> like all of that stuff was hard to believe. So it, it that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense.
0: Kind of interesting um, finding out that the ability to turn into birds, having that anamorph ability, <laughs> apparently, that 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 Raven views it more as like a curse that was done to her mm. as opposed to a gift bestowed. We don't know what sort of voodoo Ozpin worked to be able to get them to have that ability, But it's the way she uses uh, to display that magic is real, which is still a weird conversation for me because I'm like, aren't semblances magic? But that's neither here nor there. Well,
1: well, that's the thing is they're presented, they've always been presented as like a natural part of growing up. Uh, A known
2: tenet of the universe. Magic isn't real. Well, no,
1: it's something physical that happens. Yeah, so that sort of stuff has been explained. But the, uh, yeah, you have... You have limits on that. No, I can turn into a bird. I also think that that stuff would be a natural uh, progression for a world that has semblances, as well as a world that has half animal people. I, I don't, th- mm. like, I don't, that wouldn't be like, oh, so magic is real. Uh, and, you, and that's why you turn into a bird. I need something. Your semblance could be turning into a bird. We don't know the limit of semblances yet. I Especially just, now that we know that they evolve,
0: I just had a weird flash in my brain about Watts doing Frankenstein esque experiments on Faunus and people and animals, and it Schnee family sent, goes back. It, it goes sent real a back. Chill oh, down I'm, my spine. I'm
2: absolutely certain that he has. If huh. we're going the Frankenstein route, um, we we were chatting about this a little bit in our reaction, about wondering how the whole bird thing came about and whether or not it was something that was originally done for Crow and rebounded onto Raven because they're twins, because his semblance is bad luck, because of a connection, because of anything. So he could be like, yes, I wanted this. And she could be like, hell to the no. This was not supposed to occur.
1: This season being, or these past two seasons being one of explaining the world, I figure it's sooner rather than later that we'll get some sort of an explanation.
0: Yeah. And, I guess looking at Raven as a character and knowing that she and Crow initially enlisted in Beacon for the the sole purpose of learning how to kill huntsmen for to the benefit of the bandits now do we think at any given point in time Raven's mission changed that she decided, yeah, I am going I am a part of Team Stark instead of the bandits. But then when finding out about the bigger picture, that's when she went, Nope, I'd rather go back to being a big fish in a small pond and lead the bandits by everybody. I can't deal.
2: I don't know. I I have no idea. I want some flashback episodes.
1: Oh god. I
2: want some full on legend of Korra original um avatar. Give me two episodes that are just Team Stark focused. Let's do this. Let's go.
1: Oz bloodbending.
2: <laughs> oh, God! Just no! Oh, that went places. <laughs> yes. Why not? Oh, I was running some shadow games.
1: <laughs> uh, I just wanted to mention William Benson in chat saying Dr. Watts equals Dr. Moreau.
0: Oh!
1: I mean Frankenstein and Moreau would be a terrifying like cuz we know that they like to combine characters oh, into that, or combine literary characters yeah, into one. Oh my
0: God. That would be an <laughs>
1: amazing. That would be
0: so oh, unsettling. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go down that route. Uh, and then but... we had
2: a nice little, um, Cam Griffin on chat gave us a screen cap of a Tumblr post. which Just, Raven, reason number two, look what I can do, turns into a bird. <laughs> Yang, what does that have to do with... No, wife? no, no. No, no. She she's got a point. point. She's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you for that one. I will always go for a good Emperor's New Groove reference.
0: <laughs> it is delightful. Um, but for me, I, I have a lot of questions because I'm wondering about how, whether or not, you know... Ty maybe changed her mind for a hot second, and if maybe that trust was betrayed by summer, we don't know really anything about how that group interacted, how close they were, how and how all of these friendships and connections fell apart, like we really don't, so it could be that a lot of her animosity stems from summer we could don't be. we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, it doesn't excuse being a terrible mother. Agreed. Yeah, Summer
2: is still the gaping hole in our knowledge of Team Star. And
0: also trying to use and knowledge a as a way to round. manipulate mm-hmm. Yang Hopefully. into staying and being on her side. I, it's super gross. Uh,
1: jerk. Uh, so I would like to uh, concur with uh, Katie's assessment. Raven, a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hole. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's, no, she, God. Until we see more evidence to the contrary, she's an awful garbage she's person.
1: a-hole.
2: She knows it, though. Yeah. She's yeah, like, well, when you show up again, I may not be as kind. Well, you
0: weren't kind this time around. No. Oh. That's the thing that gives oh. her a little bit of depth is this self-awareness. And it's funny because even though they're in a tent away from the eyes of the rest of her, the rest of her troops, with the exception of Spring being right outside, she still feels like she's giving this performance. Mm-hmm. Like she still has to be this leader who who takes charge and is the one doling out the information to inform you, you simpleton. Uh, I but she is self-aware, yeah, which gives her a little bit of depth and but at the end of the day, like regardless of how she feels about the type of mother that she is, she's still also super a murderer. Like Pillaging villages, murderer. <laughs> not, again, not really qualifying for Mom of the Year. Um, no. And again, until we see contra- evidence to the contrary, I think, yeah, a hole is a good way of categorizing her. Yeah, and
2: again, I'll, I'll answer all your questions vaguely and unhelpfully and then dangle the carrot in front of you while I give you what you want. Like, oh, well, you can get all the answers if you stay here, or you can go to your uncle. Like, What a dick move.
0: But it's also kind of, uh, and we do need to move on, but I will say that it's also kind of interesting hearing her thoughts on Salem when we know Salem is looking at her as a player on the board. Even though Raven very much wants to stay out of it, she's a player on the board, a potential asset or threat. So Salem's got her eye on her regardless of what Raven wants to do. Yeah, kind of interesting um okay let's speed go, let's go ahead and speed through crow's sort of subplot which was
2: princess ponies and chat says what is with shows and their Shiros going missing <laughs> oh. god bless the voltron fans watching this episode and going oh no not again
1: they're at haven hospital
0: <laughs> oh. they're in, get they're in haven hospital, hospital. And, yep, I'm sure Shiro will show up with a robot arm, and he'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, We've so- already
1: got somebody with a robot arm. <laughs>
0: yes, oh, we do. No. Gang's a clone. For it. <laughs> oh,
1: clone.
0: No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's confirmed. Mm. All right. So oh, Crow God. is that searching all of his contacts for uh, for potential huntsmen who will help them try to, I guess, retrieve the spring maiden, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was what they were playing. Basically, make a stand on the bandit camp. And good luck, everybody. All of his contacts, for one reason or another, are either missing or straight up dead. Most of them are considered missing. And I want to know what did you guys think was more heartbreaking the bartender or the now single dad?
2: The tiny child. And now I'm sitting here wondering how many of them were killed by the Knucklevy?
1: Oh, if, like, they sent them out to deal with that?
2: I,
0: I don't know. Or even well, just they ran afoul of it nearby. If you looked mm. at a lot of the, the numbers on the board, a lot of them had been several weeks prior. How long has it been since Beacon fell? And we we know, like... Like, I think Shiro said he's been missing... Or, like, the, the mission was in progress, like, five weeks prior. So, like, again, time is... It's a little bit hard to keep track. We know it's been weeks, but I... It's I don't know, it's hard. We know that
1: as <laughs> yes. does it again. Hashtag RWBYUBTV piccolo bartender. Delightful uh,
0: because Nick Landis, aka Lanny Pator, did the voice of the bartender and it ma- and he used his piccolo voice, which made me oh so happy. He puts the knife
2: through the door and all I can think of is
0: dodge. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and it was spectacular. And for me, I liked both both of those little elements, but I think I liked the bar story a little bit better um just because it it said a lot about Shiro's relationship with both Crow and the bartender and Like looking at Crow, look at the the board with all the Huntsmen. It reminded me a lot of that scene from The Incredibles when Mister Incredible realizes Mm. how just how many supers are dead. All my friends are dead. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Make sure to go to uh, on Twitter. uh, Jeff G underscore O F F two eight eight six left a deviant art about Crow seeing Ruby and Yang in the little girl asking if mommy has come home yet. Adam, please
2: yes. Please clap and chat says, I think Watts might be messing with the mission board and sending people into traps.
1: Sure.
0: I mean, that's entirely possible, too, since the communication towers are down. The White Fang mentioned that they control communication flows. It's not that hard to assume that Watts wouldn't, would be, wouldn't be manipulating things as well. I feel like that's a really good theory. Um, but as his mission uh or attempt to try to find a huntsman sort of fizzles out and doesn't really amount to much, he does happen to get reunited with his with his niece and brings them home and guys, okay, okay, Mark, we'll go with you. How did you feel when you got to see the reunion?
1: Happy <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, just because we're low on time. Just yeah. like it was, it was a wonderful moment that happened a lot sooner than I expected, but then I remembered we're six episodes in. So, yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Katie, Katie
2: tears. I, Video proof of my tears. Um, I love that it was just Crow's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And he just had this, and then there's you moment with the portal opening up. And just that nice little subversion of expectations for him. It's like, oh, today has been terrible, but this is nice. This is good. Hi, you're a person I actually wanted to see.
1: Uh, Malachroma says, i like to imagine Crow's semblance kicks in and Yang just crashed right into him. <laughs> be amazing.
0: That's the that's the the cutaway that we didn't get to see. Hashtag um,
2: approved. Show me that blooper reel.
0: I I really liked again seeing. Ruby, when when face to face with her sister, she just becomes a child again. I think the the
1: Weiss one got me more than mm-hmm. than the Yang one did.
0: Mm-hmm. Both both were yeah, yeah. all of it because again you uh, it says a lot about Weiss's relationship with her own family members um, and how important this found family has become mm-hmm. to all of them. Come all here right. and let us love you. So uh, guys, that just about wraps it up. Let's go ahead and talk about iTunes really quick. So
1: really quick, uh, we're not gonna, we got three new reviews, thank you so much, we are out of time so we're not gonna read them this week, we're gonna read them next week but if you wanna be read on the show, make sure to go to iTunes, just look up Rooster Teeth Reviews leave us a, leave us a review there uh, stars, five stars, uh, the other stars don't work, obviously, so you have to leave five anyway um, but we will read your your review uh, if you are in another country, it will not post on our page, so please take a screenshot send it to us using the, co- the, the code the hashtag, uh, RWBYABTV uh, thank you so much for everybody who has rated the new podcast, it's how a us show up a little bit more frequently, but thank you to everybody who has reviewed it so far. We will read these ones next week, as well as anybody else that leaves one, so please do.
0: But we also uh, want to talk to you guys really quick not only about iTunes, but about a special project that uh, Rooster Teeth star and also a fi- uh, friend of our show oh, yeah. is putting on.
1: So really quickly, uh, uh, Samantha Ireland, if you don't know yet, on Twitter, at island underscore Sam, she is doing a uh, crowdfunding campaign for a short film that is going to be primarily <laughs> staffed and cast uh, by female professionals whether there's actors or technicians. Uh, she is writing it. the description is in 1897 in West Texas an elderly woman and her granddaughter encounter a dangerous stranger who is seeking revenge in one fateful night. they must all come face to come to face the wolves that walk among them and the ones inside themselves. she's not looking for a lot. she's looking for 11,000, which isn't that much for a short film uh, and every little bit helps. Just head on over there, uh, and for Rooster Teeth fans, she is doing. There is one where if you donate, I believe seventy-five dollars, uh, you can get a uh, voicemail message either from Nora or as the fi- Flower Scouts uh, from <laughs> Camp Camp. So uh, if you don't just do it for Sam, which you should anyway, because she's an amazing person and a wonderful creative, uh, do it for that. Be a selfish Rooster Teeth fan and pay somebody to, to say something for you in a character voice. Uh, support <laughs> support independent films. Support women in films. Support women independent filmmaking. Uh, head over to her Twitter for more information.
0: Yeah, and uh, this again, is my voicemail, we <laughs> got message. Again, guys, I got <laughs> chills listening to that description. The crowd, it's day two currently of the crowdfunding, so please go and support this movie. I need it. They're almost a
1: quarter of the way through after two, after two days in, which is huge for a project like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, so keep uh, supporting. Please, please, please do. Um, okay, do we have time really quick for rapid fire no, predictions? No, is past 8 o'clock. Curses! Alright, guys, well, sadly, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, thank you all so, so much for watching. Katie, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? You can
2: follow me all over the social medias and on YouTube and Twitch at KIAXET. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you want to see Megan's and my reaction to these episodes, those are up there. We actually just put up the video for the uh, episodes 5 and 6 reactions earlier this evening so wander over there check it out Things are
0: awesome. Hologram of Mark. Where can they go to find you? <laughs> you can
1: find, uh, find me on Twitter at markbidonica, uh, Twitch uh, at uh, inventoryfullpt. That's where you can find uh, most of us, uh, three fifths of us, uh, <laughs> playing uh, Ruby Grim Eclipse. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Stacy and I, we stream there regularly. It's a video game talk show, and uh, we just made affiliate, which is absolutely fantastic. We got more stuff coming uh, from there, so please support us. If you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for absolutely free. Uh, so use your Twitch Prime sub- subscription on us, and we will we won't disappoint you.
0: Thank you for putting up with me. Also, last week and We're all get of you a my controller noob. and yeah. a headset. I know, <laughs> so you don't hear me like constantly pounding the the little thing on my computer. <laughs> sorry you need a mouse <laughs> i do indeed um but again don't forget to follow stacy at stacy shuttles and uh patrick at p to the d's i'm megan salinas you guys can tweet at me at the minguin that's t-h-e-m-e-n-g-u-i-n i am also on a bunch of shows here at after buzz i write articles for the movie chick that's chick with two k's be sure to check the uh that out and be sure to also check out the shadow radio recreation season two where i do the voice of margot lane thank you guys so so much for watching we will see you all next time